Hello and welcome to another episode of SM Buzz Chat, your weekly chance to hear what's good in social media and have the best thought leadership from those who actually work it. If you're watching this on the Drone website on YouTube, then I'm waving at you. But if you're listening to it on the all-new SM Buzz Chat podcast, then I just move my hand in a waving motion. See, that's the power of media. That's the power of media. It's amazing. Today I'm joined by Lawrence Hebbard, who is, uh, you're the senior account manager at Link Humans, and also, he said it earlier, but he wanted me to scrap it, the, the big daddy honcho, was it? At Social Media London, and also, surprisingly enough, uh, an individual who helped SM Buzz Chat in the early days. Welcome. Thanks, Adam. Thanks for having me. Sorry, right, man. No need, to, no need to give that proper chat show response. <laughs> Thanks, Adam. Thank you very much for having me. Thank you, Adam. Cheers. So today we're going to be talking about personal branding and how you can do it better. Because I don't do it very well. Lawrence does it very well. So before we get into that, how did you get started in social media? Like, lay it on the line for us. Um, so basically, when I was a kid, I was very interested in websites. I was building my own websites. I, I had a lot of spare time. I was working uh, with HTML and with coding. And then when social media started, I was the first one on Facebook. I was trying it out. First one on Instagram, Twitter. Um, and then about five years ago, I took away from my personal social media usage and I started this fan site for a band called Don Broco. Um, that built up to about 1,000 followers on Facebook and about 3,000 followers on Twitter. Um, and it ended up getting me my job at Link Humans. I, it, was a, it was a good portfolio piece. Uh, a lot of people got to know it. And then I started working at Link Humans, uh, started working on the SM London community. Um, and yeah, the rest is history. The portfolio piece is quite interesting actually mm. because a lot of people these days kind of, they still, they now expect to fall into a role because they've done a bit of tweeting or they've done something yeah. along those lines. But a portfolio piece is a lot different though. Mm. Could you just like quickly say what you think the differences are there? Yeah, sure. So a portfolio piece is basically like a personal project. Mm. It's something that you could be interested in or something that you're showing interest through. Um, so for me, I had the website, I had the Facebook page, I had the Twitter page, um, and I had an Instagram account. And it was all basically accounts that weren't my own accounts. It was mm. to do with a subject and I kept them updated and I used uh, certain social listening tools and that sort of thing to build it up. Um, so I think a, a portfolio piece is, 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 is a way of showing a project or a way of showing an interest that isn't your own personal feeds. It shows an understanding of the intricacies of exactly. what you need to do for something that, say, is a different tone of voice. For example, if Don Broco, for example, are completely different to, say, S Club 7, <laughs> Knowledge, or Aqua, if you're from oh, the 90s like I am. Aqua. Um, the first question, first proper big question, yeah. and for anybody watching and listening is, I want you to give me five tips or five steps to having a perfect personal brand. Okay, so I think the first one when it comes to personal brand is having a good headshot. If you have a strong photo that shows exactly what you look like across all your social media profiles, then people get to know who you are. We have a problem with that here at the drum as we have cartoon headshots. Oh uh, yeah, well I suppose that's still a headshot. That, that bad? No, no, no. No, okay, not at okay. all. No, I think, I think as long as you have some sort of representation of what you look like or what your brand is in a visual sense, then that's when it works really well. For example, there's, uh, there was someone who, who joined the tweet chat. I can't say that, can I? No, you can. Okay. Um, 
For example, there was someone who joined the tweet chat who had a cartoon headshot and he was saying that it looks exactly like him, although it had quite a big neck and it had quite a big beard. So I don't know whether that's exactly what he looks like. Um, but yeah, I think headshots, number one. And then secondly, you need some sort of bio. You need some sort of information about yourself, what you do, what you've done in the past, what you do currently, what you want to do in the future, what your interests are. Um, thirdly, I think you need an interest. You need something that you are interested in, whether it's a hobby, whether it's something you love, a passion, um, something that you can tweet about or you can write about or you can create content about. Because without that, you're just another average Joe on social media. Fourth is opinions. If you don't have opinions, you're just going to be the average Joe that just says the same thing as everyone else. Um, and then fifth is originality. So you've got you've to have some sort of flair in there which only stands out for yourself. Because if you copy everyone else, you're just going to be another fish in the, in, in the sea, I think. You say about originality, and that really conveniently brings me on to my next question, which is basically it's like, what should you write about? So we all want to be writing stuff, we all want to be showing like, I know this, or <laughs> I know that, or this is the best time to post on Twitter because of X, Y, and Z. But what should you write about, for example, on LinkedIn? Should you repurpose content from others? Which seems to happen a lot these yeah. days, and it's just uh, a mix of the order of the points. Or should you try and do something completely different and actually take a risk? I think, I think for me, um, content creation has to come from sort of, some sort of emotion. So it has to come from something that has made you happy, something that has made you angry, something that has made you sad, or something that's made you excited. Because if you're just creating content for the sake of it, you're not going to get anything from it. Um, to give you an example, I think it's about a year or two ago now, um, there was a campaign done by a fitness brand where they had tube ads. I, I, won't, I won't say their name. No, that's cool. Um, but they were big yellow tube ads and they had a social media campaign to go with it. And personally, I didn't really like the social media campaign. It was um, very abrasive. A lot of people were, were quite upset by it. So I just sat down and I spent an hour just writing a blog post about it. And I said what I felt didn't do well what uh, what did do well um, and it became the most popular post we've ever done and that was literally just from seeing a campaign and going I don't really like that I'm going to write a post about it it's your opinion and it's your thought on something you've seen exactly we're lucky because we both live in London and London it's it's one of those hot spots for creative ideas yeah and so people try different things with adverts with graffiti adverts and things so if you see something you can take your own different take on it so I mentioned graffiti, if you want a small niche that we can throw at you, just find all the graffiti adverts and say why this one works and why this one doesn't. There's a new one that's popped up recently, not too far from here, for Star Trek Beyond. The crazy thing about it, it's not very obvious to anyone. So it's like, this is a beautiful piece of art, but it's not doing a very good job of actually advertising the film. Mm. I've, I've, ac I've actually got another niche example. It might not be too niche. We were talking about him earlier. Skepta. Uh, just announced a show at Ali Pali um, and the advert for it is his album uh, cover artwork, uh, a promotional advert for that and then someone is spray painted over the top, Skepta plus question mark, Ali Pali, uh, I think it's December 2nd, tickets on sale Friday, just in, just in spray paint and it looks really good. It was on Instagram, it went crazy, it went all over the place. That's brilliant, that's just mm. like... You pay for one advert and then, hey, look, the second one. Yeah, repurposing content. Done! Done! Um, God, I'm just thinking about Skepta now. I just, Sorry. Keep, I just keep talking about Skepta. I don't even know why anymore. Final quick question. Yep. We usually do these as if there is no... It's like evergreen content. You can look at it anytime. You can still look at this anytime. You can listen to it anytime as well on iTunes. 
But here's an important question. Recently, the IOC, International Olympics Committee, decided to put a quasi-ban, I'm doing things with my fingers, on animated GIFs. This sort of went through, mm. and a lot of people have had GIFs that they've made, taken off Giphy services. Do you think this could set a dangerous precedent going forward? So for now, it's just a ban. Do you think if we take GIFs from Game of Thrones, for example, and overlay them with text, that there could be, I don't know, we could be incriminated for it? Because it is original content at the end mm. of the day. I think, I think with that, there's a very fine line between uh, doing something wrong and, and letting the creative juices flow because I think a lot of people like to use GIFs as reactions and a lot of people like to use GIFs to promote different things. I saw um, something recently, I think it was on uh, a radio station, used a GIF from um, the Adele Carpool Karaoke yeah. video to promote, uh, they, they put it on their Facebook page. And I think for me, there's a real fine line between a brand using it to promote their own brand when it's made by another brand. And I think that's where things can get confusing because if someone is using a Game of Thrones GIF to sell, uh, for example, a pie, um, <laughs> then, <laughs> pie, then, they, then people might get angry. But also there might be someone who's trying to be quite creative with the content who may not be trying to sell something. And I think with the Olympics thing, they, they, they um, put out some guidelines. I think it's rule 40, isn't it? With the hashtags and you can't use certain terms. Um, and I think there's a lot of difficulty with uh, whether a brand is using a, an Olympic term to promote their own brand or to promote one of the athletes. And it's, it's yeah, it's, it seems to be no man's land. No one wants to take the risk to jump yeah. in. Um, but at the same time, I think we've got to be careful because at the end of the day, everyone could lock everything down and then no one would be able to do anything. We're breaching into very sticky territory. Yes. It's like it could go either way. And yeah. with the way the world's going at the moment, who knows? Thank you. Thank you, Adam. That's a really interesting conversation. Cheers and for having me. If you want to know more about Lawrence, what's your Twitter handle? Um, my Twitter handle is at Lawrence Hebbard. That's L A U R E N C E H E double B E R D. It's very misspellable, but please go find me. I'm on Twitter, Instagram, uh, Facebook, and LinkedIn. Also, you mentioned Game of Thrones and Pi. If you've seen the recent series of Game of Thrones, you, you wouldn't want to be a pie company using oh, Game of Thrones to do it. Let's just put that there. It's fine. It's no spoilers. It's fine. Just think about it. Dwell on it. Dwell on it a bit. Um, we'll be back in another week with another chat and there's some very, very super secret things happening with SM Buzz chat very soon. So until then, make sure you enter the awards. Deadlines are still open. Follow us on Twitter at Buzz Awards. It's really that simple. Um, we're now off to go listen to music really, really, really loud. What are we going to listen to? Skepta. <laughs> <laughs>